The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 30th, currently 11.08 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down this 11-game schedule in the NBA, my main man, my esteemed co-host, colleague, and brother, Terrell Berman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this uh, Wednesday evening, man, my, my man? I'm feeling spectacular. Oh, man, what is there not to feel good about? Even though I had a down day on Monday, it came with a great, a good bounce back. No, a great bounce back day yesterday. And it's all because Paul George constant. Matter of fact, honestly, they just need to build a statue of Paul George outside of the Jazz's facility at this point because he fucking (laughs) owns them. He is their owner. They are his bitches and he has to keep his bitches in line when they act up. So the Utah Jazz thought they were going to walk into LA riding a four game losing streak. And they thought they were going to go in there and get a win. And Paul George said, hold my beer. I'm coming back. (laughs) And I'm going to proceed to drop 34 on y'all. Bitch asses. It's, it's absolutely – I did not expect that showing from Paul George at all. I will say that in the least. It was already a, sh- a shock that he came back. I don't even think that was really on the radar too mm-hmm. much. I, at least yeah. I wasn't tracking it personally. I was like, oh, Paul George is back. Okay, that's great. But now this Clippers team is scary. This Clippers team is going to be – I wouldn't say that I would bet on them to make a run. Mm-hmm. But I think that they will absolutely give either a one or two seed problem. So that Phoenix team or that Golden, not Golden State, but that Memphis, Memphis team. Yeah. yeah, that Memphis team, they they can get some problems with the Clippers and it could be a longer series than they would anticipate. Or the Clippers could very well upset because Paul George is that good. And Paul George is really, really good when he doesn't have anybody else like a star beside him. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, yesterday I picked the Jazz on tally side before the uh, Paul George news and just completely forgot to uh, change my pick there. But, um, yeah, I mean, they had a 25-point lead last night, did the uh, Utah Jazz, and then I I believe it was that third quarter, really, where Paul George just kind of just went nuclear and, you know, made uh, made the comeback for the Clippers. Finished, like you said, with 34 points, 10 of 20 from the field, 50%. Good to see uh, Paul George back uh, on the floor for the Clippers. Uh, but And not 
not just good to see him back. Good to see him back and get a full workload. He had 31 minutes yesterday in his yeah. first game back. Fuck out of here. 31 minutes shooting 50% from the field. That Six is ridiculous, man. Yeah. And he had uh, the stat that, you know, people kind of forget with Paul George. The man had four steals yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. That is huge. He had four steals yesterday. And a couple of them came early, but an, another couple were some pr- pretty pivotal points in the game. Paul mm-hmm. George was able to make a play and, you know, stop the Jazz from making a surge back. And, oh, man, this team this team is going to be really good. This team is going to be really good. If they get normal power back and normal power can come back too, mm-hmm. they, they now they have depth. Now they got people with experience that have been playing. They're not out there playing uh, – what's my boy name? Brandon Boston. Or yeah. anybody like that. They're not out there playing those guys anymore. Now they got some guys with some experience playing again. And they're they're going to be a tough out. I, I like to see them as an eight. I really don't want this team to see Memphis. I want to say I was uh, I caught maybe the first half of it. And I think Rudy Gobert had – I want to say he had two air balls from, from, from the free throw line yesterday. And then as he's kind of walking back to the defense, so he's kind of like rubbing his hands, like, you know, trying to warm him up after players. I was like, oh, this is going to be a long night for Rudy Gobert. He, it was pretty much Donovan Mitchell last night for the uh, Utah Jazz, and that was pretty much it. I mean, Mike Conley had 19. Uh, Jordan Clarkson struggled last night. Uh, for the Utah Jazz, six of fifteen from the field, one of seven from three point line. But uh, Terrell, you've been fading this Jazz team all season long. Spot on with them. Uh, they're not that. They're not like that. They're they're not yeah. like that. They win games. Mm-hmm. They win games, and they should get a t- and they should get credited for that. They do win games. They have forty five mm-hmm. wins on the season. That is good. Yeah. They're not like that. <laughs> they're not like that at all. And. They better hold it together. Them in Denver, they better hold it together because Me- not Memphis, but Minnesota is coming. Minnesota yeah. is trying to surge. Minnesota is trying to surge and get out that play-in. You do not want to be in that seven seed play-in, especially seeing a Clippers team like that right now. You do not want to be in that seven seed play-in. Yeah, hundred um, percent. We're so. I don't think Kawhi is going to be back. I think me and Zach kind of discussed this on the Tuesday pod. Don't think he'll be back, but getting Paul George back. And like you said, if they do get Norman Powell back as well, that's just even more depth for this Clippers team. So definitely look out for this Clippers team uh, as we kind of finish the season off. Uh, Six games left for the Clippers, and then uh, we'll get into the playoffs and the play-in tournament as well. Uh, Terrell, let's recap our picks quickly from the NBA Gambling Podcast over the last two days. Uh, Going back to Monday, you crushed your lock of the Miami Heat minus 13 against Sacramento Kings. Uh, they won that game, I believe, by 20 plus points. Uh, and then your dog, uh, they did cover the spread, the Houston Rockets. I was completely wrong about it. Uh, plus seven or minus seven and a half were the Spurs. Rockets only lost the game by three. Uh, and then I had the double dip where I had the over in the Denver uh, Nuggets and the Charlotte Hornets game over 233 and a half. That fell short. And they also missed the cover by a point and didn't get the outright win either. So 0-2 for me. But yesterday, Zach and I bounced back in a huge way. Uh, he had the Pistons plus uh, 12 and a half when we picked this game, but this got all the way up to 14. Uh, that was relatively easy cover there for the Pistons. Um, and then he also, we both had the same dog. We took the Bucks plus two and a half, plus 120 on the money line. Uh, Giannis with a huge block on Joel Embiid as that game uh, was in the crunch time there 
sealed the victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then my lock was the Bulls minus three and a half against the Washington Wizards, where DeMar DeRozan doing DeMar DeRozan things uh, in the fourth quarter and the Bulls pulled away from the Washington Wizards. So nice bounce back yesterday for me. And uh, again, Zach crushed it as well. So let's continue that momentum going into the 11-game schedule here tonight, Terrell. Uh, anything else that you want to get off your chest or that you've seen over the last two days? No, not really. All right, let's get into the schedule then. We have 11 games on Wednesday night here. Let's start off with the first game. We have the Denver Nuggets headed into Indiana to take on the Pacers, where the Denver Nuggets opened up as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. That number has stayed the course at nine-and-a-half. Um Total open about 232. That number's up to 233.5. Starting to see some 234.5s pop up. Uh, for the injury report for both of these teams, for the Denver Nuggets, uh, the usual suspects remain out, but Jamichael Green is also questionable. For the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte is out. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable with rest. Uh, Goga is also questionable. Isaiah Jackson, questionable. And Dwayne Washington Jr., questionable. Uh, so it might just, again, be the Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton uh, show for the Indiana Pacers. But, Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Minus nine and a half for the Denver Nuggets in Indiana. Okay, so, and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we get to Minnesota as well. But it's a very interesting situation going on in the south, no, not south, the northwest division mm-hmm. of the Western Conference because mm-hmm. we have – Utah and Denver, who are both tied for first. And then we have – and they're sitting at the five, six seed, respectively. And then we have Minnesota, who is sitting at the seven, two games back. And Minnesota and Denver have a crash course this weekend. So there is ample opportunity for Minnesota to make a run, for Denver to make a run, for anybody, any of those three teams to pull away and win – one, win this division. Two, secure the five seed over the other two who will probably in some order be the sixth seed. And also for those two to stay out of the plan. So a lot of big implications coming on, coming up. And the Jazz are falling short of that and putting themselves in a situation because they had a, a little bit of a lead over the others. Yeah. And then dropped these past five games. Speaking to Denver in their part, I think that this is a spot where Denver is going to try. Denver is going to try to go out there and put this one away early. They're going to try to easy win. You're playing against the Pacers, one of the worst teams in the league. We should get this. Let's get ready for Minnesota this weekend because that's going to be a game to decide where we sit. But the issue that they're going to have is Denver does not defend. Yeah. Denver is not good defensively. And Indiana, if we know Indiana to do anything, if we know Rick Carlisle to do anything, he will put points on the board. They are going to score. They're going to score in bunches in the last five games. This Denver team is bottom five in opponent's field goal percentage, opponent's three-point percentage. They're going to score. Opponents scoring per game. They're going to score. In turn, Indiana is also bottom five in all three categories as well. Yeah. This game, the number is high, but I, I'm not betting under. 
at all. (laughs) I'm not going under in this one. But you're so if you're telling me I'm getting a game where I expect both teams to be in the possibly 115 to 120 range, and you're giving me nine and a half points on one team, I'm gonna take that with the Indiana Pacers. I'm sure nobody is betting Pacers. Denver has been really, really good against the spread on the road recently. Very, very good. Yeah. I'm not taking that away from you. They've been very, very good as that. I'm going to fade them here getting 10 points, basically 10 points in a game where I expect the Pacers to go shot for shot just as much as Denver goes. Yes, is Jokic going to have a good game? Yes, he always has a good game. Yeah. But there's still some questions on the pieces around him, the scoring options around him. And as much as we talk about how bad this Pacers team is, I've seen them score in bunches with the guys they got. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they got. They're going to score the basketball, and they're going to continue to score the basketball. So give me the Indiana Pacers plus nine and a half. Yeah, I think Halliburton and Buddy Hill, that backcourt is going to be a problem here tonight for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, like you mentioned. And if you, know, you add, if you add Malcolm Brogdon into that, then yeah. it's scary. It's yeah. scary because there's nobody in Denver that's going to slow them down at all. Yeah, exactly. And – you know, Joker's going to get whatever he wants inside. I mean, again, he's a walking triple-double. We've discussed this. He'll get his. Um, but what concerns me for Denver here tonight against the Pacers is that backcourt because Halliburton has been playing real well since he got acquired from uh, the Sacramento Kings to the Pacers as well as Buddy Heald as well. I mean, you know, Atlanta got the lucky cover in the last game. I think they won by – it was either eight or nine in their last game. It got that none of the cover by a point, but – um, like you mentioned, both of these teams have really been struggling on the defensive side of the basketball. Uh, Indiana, I think, is 28th in defensive rating, and then uh, Denver is 25th in defensive rating over the last five games. So, like you mentioned, not going to be betting the under in this game for sure. Um, I think for Denver, it's going to be, you know, it's getting there to get a W no matter how we get it. But I do like the over more in this game than aside here. Um, I know you already mentioned you like the over in this game. Any player process you're probably looking at in this game, Terrell? Yeah, I'll take Buddy Hill. I'll take Buddy Hill threes. I think Buddy Hill can get going and really add to the to the floor from his th- from his outside shooting. Yeah. And in a game again, another spot where I expect a lot of points to be scored. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hop on Halliburton's assist. Yeah. He runs the offense. He always has the ball in his hand. Especially if there's if Malcolm Brogdon does not play in this game, then that's even more times that is just gonna be him running running the offense. I expect him to rack up the number of assists. He had 13 in a game against Atlanta, where I thought that a lot of points were gonna be scored as well. So I'll take the over again. This might be a game. If if Brogdon doesn't play, you probably want to build that ladder uh, for his assist for uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, yeah, 13 last game, like you mentioned, against Atlanta. 12 against the Toronto Raptors. 8 against Memphis, and they had 15 against his former team against the Sacramento Kings. So definitely keep an eye out if Malcolm Brogdon is going to play here tonight uh, or not for the Indiana Pacers. All right, let's get over to the next game, Trill. We have the Dallas Mavericks headed to Cleveland to take on the Cavs where the Dallas Mavericks opened up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That number is now down to minus two, minus two-and-a-half for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks did play yesterday against the Lakers, where they took care of business against them. Um, Total opened up at 214 in this game. That number is around 213, 213-and-a-half. Back-to-back nights for the Dallas Mavericks. They are five-and-six against the spread. 7-3-1 towards the under in back-to-back games. Let's check the injury report for the Cleveland Cavaliers because um, they are going to be missing Evan Mobley in this game who suffered a left ankle sprain in the last game. 
Uh, Jared Allen continues to be out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Rajon Rondo, doubtful. And we know about Dean Wade. They've lost for the season. So a little bit thin in the front court, which means I think Kevin Love is going to be starting in this game. Um, but let's start with the side here, Terrell. Let's call it minus two and a half for the Dallas Mavericks in Cleveland tonight. I'm terrified of this game. Because this why is this fishy? Why is this number two and a half and I'm not getting a Jared Allen or Evan Mobley? Yeah. So when we're talking about reliable scoring options, I have Darius Garland, mm-hmm. maybe Kevin Love. Lori is Kevin Love. Lori is up and down. Mm-hmm. And even Laurie in this one kind of has a little bit of a plus matchup. I mean, it just it doesn't seem like there's anybody that can really, really match up with him. The Mavs are a great story and is really a testament to, one, how, how ridiculous it is that Jason Kidd was without a co- head coaching job for as long as he was. Mm-hmm. But this just this doesn't feel this doesn't feel right. I should be all over the Mavericks here. I really, really should. But this just doesn't feel right. This feels disgusting, honestly. And because of that, I think I'm just going to – I think I'm going to just lay the points. You said we're – and we're sitting where? At two and a half? I see even minus twos right now. Let me check win bet over here. Um, win bet has it at minus two for the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, no, I'm not. No, that's that's fishy. That's fishy. That's fishy as hell. Give me the Cavs plus two. Cavs are at home. They really, really could use a win and try to gain some type of momentum going into the playoffs, especially with these guys out. I don't know how they do it, but they probably step up in this one. They're they're not. They're a game back at Toronto. They're still in fighting chance. Give me Cleveland in this spot. It, it, it sounds fishy. I'm not betting this game. Yeah, I, I think that if kind of take a look at I'm looking up the non-conference ATS numbers for both of these teams. I'm not sure if it's relevant or not, but Cleveland 57% uh, in non-conference games and Dallas is up towards the bottom 10, 15, and one only covering 40% in non-conference games so far this season. Um, you know, we talked about the back-to-back numbers. The thing that disconcerned me that the advantage that you can have against the Dallas Mavericks is inside and not having Evan Mobley um and jared allen in this game it's it's not good for the cleveland cavaliers but i think Lori, i already put this out on my twitter i'm taking points and rebounds tonight for Lori marketing over 21 and a half in this game and uh if you kind of just take a look at what he did in this last game for the uh cleveland cavaliers against the dallas mavericks he had 24 points and nine rebounds in that game against the Dallas Mavericks and Kevin Love also is going to get the start here tonight for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers because again, Evan Mobley is out. Um, yeah, you're right. This does somehow fishy. I'm going to still lean with the Mavericks. You're not going to bet it. Kind of want to see where this lane line kind of moves throughout the day. I'm leaning with Dallas here, but you're hundred percent correct that, this number does seem a little fishy here. Um, me, this reminds me if anybody, well, I think you were out at this time, Moonoff. Uh-huh. But if the listeners remember, remember when I was talking about that Bulls Kings game and the Bulls were laying three and a half on the road at the Kings? And I said, why is this only three and a half? Mm-hmm. But I think the, the Kings were so bad, were really, really bad, like really, really re- reeling at that point. And the Bulls were still good at that point somewhat. They were still good. 
And it was at the point where we were like, all right, they just play good against the bad teams. And that line was so fishy. It was so, so fishy on why the hell it was only three and a half. It felt like it should have been six yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. And the Kings can't went out there. I'm kind of getting the same vibe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just kind of getting the same vibe. This line is really, really disgusting, man. There's no, I just don't understand why I would be laying two. I would set this line for five, six. Yeah. Um, Chicago and Sacramento matched up Monday, March 14th, where Kings got that victory 112, 103 uh, over the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, I mean, if, hey, look, a lot of times we have to throw in gut handicapping, and if your gut is telling you one thing, you probably sometimes should follow it. So I'm not going to discredit your handicap there for sure. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on? Any thoughts on the total at no, 214? No. Uh, not really. If I had to play, I'd probably play under. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game. We have the Orlando Magic headed to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Wizards, where this game opened up minus four for the Washington Wizards. That number is now at minus three. Total opened up at 222. That number has come down uh, several points here. I'm seeing 218 over on win bet. Um, checking the injury report for both of the squads for the Orlando Magic. Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be out for this game for the Orlando Magic. Um, and that is pretty much the only significant injury. Washington Wizards did play yesterday against the Chicago Bulls where they dropped that game at home. Uh, quickly, I'll check the back-to-back numbers here for the Washington Wizards. Um, they're seven, four, and one against spread in back-to-back games. Nine and three to the over in back-to-back games. If um, that means anything to you, so Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Um, the line right now we have the uh, Washington Wizards minus three hosting the Orlando Magic. Hmm. I Wendell Carter's just been a really big loss. They have been really, really good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels it feels like I just need to go ahead and lean f- for the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards they have the they have the number. They have, yeah, they have the number on the back-to-back. Ew, this game is disgusting. I, I, this just, <laughs> this is two bad teams. This yeah. is two bad teams playing. Like ultimately, this is what two bad teams playing. And the only thing that the the Magic are doing right now, and I'll say this is why I lean to the Wizards, is that the Magic are playing their young guys. Yeah. So RJ Hamp, RJ Hampton started the other day. I think I could count on one hand the amount of times RJ Hampton has started a game. Yeah. They're 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 um absolutely going through the bottom of the roster just to see what they have in a lot of guys and getting ready for next year. That's what the this point in the season is and that's scary that's good but scary at the same time. So it's scary because you you automatically don't know what the output is going to be for those guys. They understand that this is their chance to play for their contract for next year. So you can absolutely get a monster night from some of those guys one night. And that could propel a team to a win that you really wouldn't expect. Whereas you have the Wizards here who are playing more of their veteran guys. Those guys also have something to play for. But I I just never question the hunger of guys that have never been in the situation before. And they know that they're literally playing to eat. Mm-hmm. However, I'm still going to go to Wizards here. The Magic is just really bad. 
the Wizards are bad, but the Magic are really bad. And I think that without Wendell Carter there, that takes away a level of rebounding that I'm just not going to get from Mo Bamba. Yeah. I'm not going to get the ed- the edginess and the strength on the inside from Mo Bamba like I'm going to get from Wendell Carter Jr. And that is the determining factor of what's going to push me a little bit closer. If I if this line moves anymore, then I'll probably be on Orlando, but I'm getting two possessions. I think I like it in two possessions. I'll keep the Wizards. Yeah, Orlando's really been struggling covering the number here over their last, uh, say, seven games. They've only covered – uh, twice, and that was against the Golden State Warriors, where I believe they didn't have Clay, uh, Draymond, and uh, mm-hmm. they won that game outright. Yeah, and they won that game outright. And then against Cleveland a couple of nights ago, um, they covered the number, but lost the game outright. Washington, um, they're still playing out there. I mean, they're 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 still playing hard. They were in that game against uh, Chicago last night, and so again, like I said, Demar Derozan kind of went off in that fourth quarter to seal it for the Chicago Bulls. So. Um, and, I mean, they still have a pretty solid squad. I mean, their starters listed right now. Uh, Sadoransky, KCP, Corey Kisper has been playing well. Rui Achimura and KP, Kristoff uh, Porzingis has been out there as well. So, um, I'll probably lean as well with the Washington Wizards here. Orlando's starting lineup, it's RJ Hampton, Franz Wagner, Chumo, Kiki, Mo Bamba. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Terrell, that not having Wendell Carter Jr., it's going to – it's really going to catch up with them. So, leaning with the – Wizards here as well. Uh, any thoughts on the total here at 218? Not really, but just to, you know, go ahead and keep playing. To I'm he- kind of hedging my bet here as well mm-hmm. because I would love for the Wizards to lose this game because as we look, we have the Wizards have seven games left. Yep, seven. Yeah. Seven, mm-hmm. seven games left. They're sitting at 32 wins. <laughs> and I bet the under 33 and a half on this win total. <laughs> so <laughs> after this game, they have the Mavericks, the Celtics, the Timberwolves, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Hornets. Yeah. In a perfect world. It, it is a completely in the realm possibility for them to drop all six of those games. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, they have, however, they have a very tough schedule. However, there just feels like there's there's so much room for opportunity. Like the Knicks scare me. Mm-hmm. That Knicks game scares me. It really does because that's in DC. The Hornets don't scare me as much as I thought they would because I think they'll be playing for something at that point in time. Hawks as well. Knicks aren't going to be playing for anything at all. So that's really the game that scares me. But the Hawks, Hornets, Timberwolves, Celtics, Mavericks, they're all playing for something. Yeah. And that, that, so, that Knicks game is going to be a revenge game for uh, Porzingis too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if I can get, if the if the Magic can actually get this win, I will. I'll be elated because it is hard. I am very hard pressed to see two wins coming out of that six game stretch right there. Yeah. However, I'm gonna bet Wizards because one, I just have a better lean to the Wizards, and it would make for the ultimate sweat for me to win this win total by half a half a point because I got it plus one hundred. It would it would make for the ultimate sweat for me to win this win total by half a point. So give me the Wizards here. All right. So it's thirty three and a half, right? For that Wizards to yeah, win total. thirty three and a half. All right. Yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night's rail. We have the Charlotte Hornets headed to the Big Apple to Madison Square Garden to take on the New York Knicks, where the Charlotte Hornets opened up as oh, this game opened up as a pick. 
And the Charlotte Hornets are now favored by three points. Total opened up at 222, uh, sorry, 226. That number is now down to 223. Um, checking the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, um, nothing of significance. The usual guys that have been playing are still out there. Uh, Gordon Hayward continues to be out for the Charlotte Hornets. For the New York Knicks, um, Cam Reddish is, I think he's done for the season. He is. Um, Nerlens Noel is also out. So the usual suspects are going to be playing for the Knicks. Uh, nothing of significance. Evan um, Fournier is out. Is that he? might not be showing. That might not show in, because okay. it's relatively it's relatively fresh. It was like maybe 20 minutes before we came on air. Okay. Evan Fournier is out for this game. Okay. Um, so let's start with the side then here, Terrell. We have the Charlotte Hornets favored by three points in Ma- uh, Madison Square Garden here tonight. Ooh-wee. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know. It is, it is really, really hard for the Knicks to get any type of thing going, especially against young people in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It's super-duper hard for obvious reasons. Evan Fournier, while I bag on him because he's a bum, that it can be – he can be very productive, so they will miss him, his scoring output, not necessarily anything he get offers defensively, but they will absolutely miss his scoring output. Mm-hmm. This Hornets team is coming off of a win against the Nets. They just play really well in New York. And I don't think I'm ready to fade them. I don't think I'm ready to fade them in New York. They play really well in New York. They get up for these games. They have wins against the Knicks and the Nets. Two wins against the Nets in New York. This is somewhere they obviously like to come up here and play basketball, which I understand because, you know, Mecca basketball and all that, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fade the Knicks here, and I'm going to lean Hornets. It's not a strong lean, but it's a lean. I think that this is an opportunity. Miles Bridges plays really well against the Nets and Knicks. He put up 30-some points against the the Knicks last time they were in New York, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or was it the Nets, one or the other? Uh, 38. But, yeah, so killed them last time they played. Ultimately, for me, I think that it's going to be the backcourt. I think that the duo of LaMelo and Rozier is going to give them problems. Mm-hmm. RJ Barrett's playing better, is playing good defense as of late, but I think that that backcourt is going to give the Knicks backcourt problems, especially maybe Alec Burks can hold somebody or slow somebody down, but LaMelo's too good, and Terry Rozier is very, very streaky. And if Terry Rozier gets going this night, then it's going to be an extremely long night for the Knicks because they're going to have too many options on all sides of the court. So I'm going to keep Brighton with the team that actually has something to play for because exactly. the Knicks yeah. don't have anything to play for. The right. Hornets actually have something to play for. Mm-hmm. They play really well in New York. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they're the better offensive team compared to a Knicks defense who is playing well, but shown that they can succumb at any given night to a really good offense. So give me the Hornets here minus two. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You said exactly what I was going to say is that the Hornets have something to play for still, right? They're in that play in tournament um, right now as a nine seed. They're one game back of that eight seed behind the Brooklyn Nets. Um, And like you said, that they've played well against the New York Knicks team. So 
you know, at this juncture of the season, you kind of want to back teams that still have something to play for. And I think they've won. This is going to be the fourth matchup between these two squads already or this uh, this season. And I think the Hornets have won two out of the three against the uh, New York Knicks here. So, um, and again, the matchup that you talked about in the backcourt, is, I think is what's going to make the difference here tonight. Uh, for whatever reason, like you mentioned, Miles Bridges loves playing in New York, um, as does everybody in the last two games. In New York, he's at 30 30 points and then 38 points earlier this season on January 17th against the Knicks. So, um, yeah, I'll lean with the Hornets here as well. Minus uh, two, minus two and a half is the number right now. Any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, 223? Not really, no. All right. Uh, Let's move over to the next game of the night. This is going to be a good one here. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves headed to Canada to take on the Toronto Raptors, where the Raptors opened up as a four-point favorite. That number is now down to minus three over on win bet. Um, Total opened up at 228.5. It's kind of saved the course around 228.5. Starting to see some 229s pop up. Checking the injury report for both of these squads for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Malik Beasley is out with a left ankle sprain. Jaden McDaniels out with a left ankle sprain. For the Toronto Raptors, uh, everybody is healthy. Only questionable tag is Kim Birch for the Raptors. So, Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Um, minus, let's call it minus three for the Toronto Raptors hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, this is this is tough, and this goes back to what I was saying of the Timberwolves are have a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. The Raptors do have a lot to play for as well, and it's what's going to make this such a good game. But the Timberwolves also have a, have a lot to play for in their own conference, and these out-of-conference matchups are going to start adding up. I'm going to lead in Timberwolves here, and it's because of Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is playing so different, so different in this part of the season. And I don't think that any combination of Pascal Siakam or really any of the bodies that the Raptors have to throw at him is going to slow him down in this matchup. Right. I think he's going to get absolutely whatever he wants on the inside. He's going to be able to dominate as he should. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be create. Also, he's going to be able to create for everyone else around him. And so this Raptors team, we've talked about all season. They're a little thin, one of the thinner rosters. And whereas they're playing majority of their starters, all their starters, majority of the minutes. And I know I've sat here and I've said they're like the androids. They of Dragon Ball Z that just (laughs) never lose their fucking energy. They can go shoot energy blast all day, all night. Doesn't matter. But this Timberwolves team is really good. They're a tad bit deeper, and and not in terms of names, like names of a lot of players that people know, but of talented role players that are able to combine and do their job wherever they need to get it done at. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of licking their chops after losing that one to Boston. And I will take them to cover the three. I'm not 100% certain that they just go ahead and get the outright win. But this feels like this is going to be a close game down to the wire. And I like Minnesota's chances of winning a little bit more than I don't. So I'll go ahead and take the three points. 
Yeah, this is, uh, I think this is a revenge spot for the Minnesota Timberwolves because Toronto came into their building earlier this season and got the victory. And in that game earlier this season, Minnesota actually had a two-point lead headed into the fourth quarter, and their offense just kind of disappeared. They got outscored 31-17 to in that fourth quarter um, mm-hmm. uh, by the Toronto Raptors and got the victory there. Um, yeah, they didn't have, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh Fred Van Vliet in that game, but I don't think that'll be too much of a difference here. But in that game, the Minnesota Timberwolves just had a bad shooting night. Um, and everything that you highlight that they, that they know what's in front of them, right? These these wins are going to start mat- are are going to matter, especially when they're only two games back in their division. Um, and again, in that play-in tournament, you want to kind of avoid being in that bracket as well. So this number was outside. I'm going to wait for this number to maybe creep up. If it gets outside of three, maybe at a three and a half or four, I want to pull the plug on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I lean towards the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, as well in this game. I think that you're right that Carl Anthony Towns should have a big game. Last game, he had a double-double against the uh, Toronto Raptors, 24 and 11. I see his currently double-double listed at minus 105 here tonight, so I think that's something that I want to get on here as well for this game as a player prop. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, of uh, two, what did I say, 228 and a half? No, no, I'm not on it. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night, maybe uh, game of the night. We have the Miami Heat headed to Boston to take on the Celtics, where the Celtics opened up as a five-point favorite. That number is now down to minus four and a half, a tick down half a point. Total open up at 214 and a half. Um, that number is now at 213. Check the injury report for both of these teams. Um, I'm currently seeing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum probable here tonight. Robert Williams, we know he's going to be out for an indefinite amount of time. Um, for the Miami Heat, uh, Duncan Robinson, questionable. Caleb Martin, questionable. And Gabe Viston, questionable. But um, everybody else is a go for the Miami Heat. So, Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Uh, we have a spread of minus four and a half for the Miami Heat in Boston tonight. Yeah, I'll go ahead and lock up Miami Heat here. I think that this is this is going to be this is going to go down to the wire, regardless. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams, effectively, whoever wins this game is going to be first place. Yes. Is going to be first place in the East. This is a huge game for both squads. I expect them to give out their best their best opportunity. However, the difference here is that Boston is missing Robert Williams, who emerged as a big player for them on both sides of the court. That is not something that they are just going to keep trucking along like he was never there. He's not. No, he means something, and a team that already was lacking for depth for the majority of this season. So. That's going to be a thing. I expect Miami to get absolutely whatever they wanted on the inside. Yep. And also Miami is – hold on. I had it right here when I was explaining this to somebody else. Miami is 15-6 and six as an underdog on the season. That is best in the NBA. Yep. And so I love them on the money line. I think that the very least this is a close game inside of one, two possessions either way. I'm going to take the Miami Heat here, and I'm going to lock it up because this is a spot where – I feel that the defense intensity that this team can have is going to show they're going to slow down one or the other of a Jalen Green or uh, Jalen Green, but Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Of yeah. Jalen Brown or is it, I know Jalen in a color. I just said Jalen in a color. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> First color that popped up in my head. I'm thinking green because I'm about to cash money on this game right here. 
So, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, one or the other. If they slow, if they force one or the other into a bad shooting day, it's going to it's going to be ugly because I think that Miami is going to dominate the boards. Yeah. So I like Bam today. Mm-hmm. I think Bam has a very good day on getting on the inside. I think Jimmy Butler is going to be able to find and get into the lane and get what he wants on the inside. This is going to be a competitive game. I lean to the Miami Heat to go out here and get a win. So give me that plus four and a half, and I'll take a play on the money line. Yeah, I love it, man. I just took all, all the words right out of my mouth. I think the, the matchup tonight is going to be Bam out of bio getting whatever he wants inside, especially, you know, not having Robert Williams there. I don't think Al Horford is going to be able to contain Bam. Um, and if you kind of take a look over the last five games, uh, the despite how great the Boston Celtics have been on defense, they're allowing 52.8 points inside the paint which is ranks 27 out of 30 teams in the NBA. So I think that's going to be the key matchup here tonight. Points inside the paint, Miami heat, uh, getting whatever they want. The guys have, they have guys that can penetrate to the basket, right? Jimmy Butler, bam, getting inside Tyler hero. He can get to the bucket at, at will as well. Um, so I think that's going to be the difference here tonight. I'm in there right there with you with this Miami heat team. Um, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a great game. I'm going to have this on one of the screens for sure. So I am taking Miami as well in this game. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, of 213 and a half? 213 and a half. Seems a little low to uh, me. It does, especially – I think it's because both of these teams are really good defensive teams, and that makes – it. That, uh, that checks. That does check the box. Yeah. However, I do think that we're going to see a little bit different as Boston tries to figure out life without Robert Williams for the rest of the season. He actually was a pretty decent rim protector for them. Yeah. And so I I'm, I think that Miami's going to be able to score on the inside, and I don't think Boston's just going to lie down at all. I think this is absolutely going to be a game of the night. It's going to be a game that everybody's going to want to tune in and watch because both of these teams are going to be throwing haymakers, so I'll take the over. Yeah, and I think the last game was the first game without Robert Williams for the Boston Celtics. And I know the game went into overtime for the Toronto Raptors in that game, but Raptors had 66 points inside the paint in that game. So definitely look out for that here tonight. Uh, Pascal Siakam scored 40 in that game for the um, Toronto Raptors against his Boston Celtics team. Uh, Terrell, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back, and then we will get into the 8 o'clock Eastern games here in the NBA tonight. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything from the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. And for our sports bettors, WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. That's 2 to 3 p.m. on the West Coast. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions apply at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Looking for a sweet SGP and hoodie? 
Every day, March Madness games are played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slash merch madness to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into the next game of the night. We have the Sacramento Kings down here in the H taking on the Rockets where the Sacramento Kings have opened up as a two and a half point favorite. That number is kind of say, yeah, stay the course at minus two and a half total open up at two thirty three and a half. and uh, That number has come down to two thirty over on win bet. Um, check the injury report for both of these teams for the Houston Rockets. Uh, Eric Gordon is out. Dennis Schroeder is also out. And Christian Wood is also going to be out in this game. Uh, Alperin and Shangun is also questionable for the Rockets here tonight. For the Sacramento Kings, we know De'Aaron Fox and uh, Demonis Sabonis are gone for the season. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is also out. Um, Jeremy Lamb questionable. Josh Jackson questionable. And Terrence Davis is out as well for the Sacramento Kings. Um, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Let's call it minus three for the Sacramento Kings in Houston tonight. This is pretty easy for me. LeBron's team favor. Give me the Houston Rockets <laughs> because now the Houston Rockets are doing. This is literally exactly what you should want as a Houston fan and for this front office to see what the fuck do we have in these young guys. Yeah. So no more. You're not playing old ass Eric Gordon. Dennis Schroeder is not playing. Christian, Christian Wood, Wood, while he is playing. not is not as old as the other two, he's not playing. You are going. You are literally getting to evaluate talent with the young guys of this Rockets team. And for the Rockets, what I like about a lot more than some other people that may be doing this is that they have some really good young guys that can play. Yeah. Kian Martin Jr. can play. Uh, what's my man's name? Christopher. He can play. Josh Christopher. He uh, can yeah, play. Jacob. He just had. He, had, he just had 20 the other day. And so Jalen Green is – this is the Jalen Green that we were expecting to see yep. all season. This is the Jalen Green that people thought they were going to see all season. And, of course, it only makes sense that he needed to take the time to adjust. Yeah. Alfred Sangoon is really good. He's a really good big. He, this is literally – he's literally exactly what people said he was going to be when he came over to the NBA. He's exact. He is exact. Somebody that can affect the game on all levels, where he can pass, he can rebound, and he can shoot. And so, yep. now I'm getting to a point where both the Kings and the Spurs are basically evaluating talent for next year. And I not the Kings, but but not the Spurs, but the Rockets. Where the Rockets and the Kings are both evaluating talent for next year. I kind of like the Rockets young guys a little bit better than the Kings. And so if I'm getting three points here and the Rockets are at home, just give me the home dog here. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want to lean with the Rockets as well here. Um, as fans, we want them to continue to keep losing, but you know, Jay, like you said, Jalen green, since the all-star break, just playing out of his mind. Um, and I think the one I wouldn't, I would not expect, or I do expect Jalen green to have another probably 27, 30 point game here tonight. Currently, the play that the player probably I do like in this game, Jalen Green over two and a half three point shots made. Um, Sacramento, I think, is allowing close to 16 three point shots made per contest over the last five games. And Jalen Green has been absolutely crushing his three point shots. I think he's made at least five over his last three games for the Houston Rockets. So 
Um, that's going to be a play I'm on as well as his points prop here tonight. Uh, let me quickly get that for you. Um, let's see. Yeah, he's made six, six, and five over his last three games. And uh, the Sacramento Kings ranked 28th in opponent three point shots made allowed. So um, Jalen Green for me as well here tonight. And I think the Rockets do probably get the victory here uh, plus the three here. This is going to be a back-to-back situation. Those So these two teams play each other back-to-back. They played tonight, and I believe it's on Friday again. So uh, I'll take the Rockets here plus the two and a half plus three, um, whatever the number uh, is on your respective books. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell, 230? Uh, just real quick. Yeah. Jalen Green's averaging 19.7 after All-Star and since the All-Star game. Yeah. So since All-Star weekend, he's averaging 19. That's yeah, that's really, really solid. Okay. Over to the total. I mean, can I am I even allowed to pick I don't know. This, <laughs> yeah, it I mean it might it might sneak under. I'm not touching it because it, the line is dropping. Mm-hmm. But it just makes no reason why I would best bet the under. Maybe the smart play is to go ahead and Nah, I'm taking over. I'm not, I don't care. Yeah. I'm taking over. I can't. I can't bet the under in this one. I can't bet the under in this one. I think that this could. They both teams could easily be in one ten, one fifteen range, very, very easily. So you're telling me that a couple of points either way, and it can easily go over. Yeah, no, I'll I'll take the over. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those games where we, with the young guys out there. We we'll probably see some pace. Um, you know, three point shooting as well. So yeah, it's probably over or nothing for me. Uh, in this game, um. Let's get over to the next game, Terrell. We have the Atlanta Hawks headed to OKC to take on the Thunder, where the Atlanta Hawks opened up as a 10-point favorite. That number's all the way up to 12.5 for the Atlanta Hawks. Total up about 229.5. That number has settled at 229. Checking the injury report for both of the squads. For the Atlanta Hawks, um, Danilo Gallinari, questionable. DeAndre Hunter, questionable. And Jalen Johnson, questionable. OKC, it's a long list, but the main one I think that we probably need to point out is Trey Mann is questionable. He was a late scratch in the last game against the Portland Trailblazers, so keep an eye out for Trey Mann if he's going to be able to go in this game or not against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Uh, minus 12.5 for the Atlanta Hawks in OKC tonight. Okay, so the Thunder last game was a doozy, and it was fun. It was very, very fun. Had a bunch of guys that people did not know playing. Yeah. All of those guys were scoring. All of those guys were – and they took the game in overtime. Yep. Very, very fun last time they were out. Get ready for the crash down to earth that you are not expecting <laughs> because, dear Lord, this team is not good. They went months. They go months at a time without getting a home win. Months at a time without getting a home win. And over the past, as everyone knows, over the past couple of weeks, I've been just like, hey, this is the the chance for the home win. This is the chance for the home win. This is the chance for the home win. I'm betting plus 700. I'm betting plus 800. I'm betting plus whatever. I'm taking all the points I can get. And they're just falling short, falling short, falling short. This team is incredibly bad at home. It's really actually disgusting. And so with that, they got the win the last time against the Magic. So they got a win against the Magic, covered against the Nuggets, and then they got the win against the Trailblazers on the road. 
the Hawks are coming in here with a different mindset, man. The Hawks are coming in here with a different mindset. The Hawks are coming in here knowing that this team is hobbled. Mm-hmm. No SGA, no Darius Baisley. You may or may not get Trey Mann. Not to mention everybody else that they already lost for the rest of the season. I'm all over the I'm all over the Hawks here. The Hawks are gonna blow the brakes off of the Thunder in this spot. I think that this is a chance where the Hawks probably go out there and try to win by 20. Again, we're all everybody's playing for positioning. Mm-hmm. That eight, nine, and ten is separated by one and a half games. They're all playing for positioning. Nobody wants nobody wants to go on the road twice in the play-in. Nobody even wants a wants a chance at the nine ten. They just want to go ahead and go for the eight. Mm-hmm. So this is a spot for Atlanta to go ahead and get a win and get them up out of here. I'll lock this game up at twelve and a half. I'm not afraid of the big number. I think Atlanta has everything they need offensively to blow this game out of the water. Defense is the question, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting a drop down to earth for the OKC Thunder after that crazy game against the. Portland Trailblazers one because this is just a completely different foe, and two because they're so damn bad at home. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, the the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, sorry, these two teams did match up in Atlanta, and Atlanta was a thirteen point favorite at home. They won that game one thirteen one hundred one, but that was a game where the OKC Thunder had Lou Dort, they had Josh Giddy, they had Kenrich Williams, Isaiah Roby, all those guys played in this game. Um, and the line is pretty much the same. I mean, it's now you're, you're without those three guys. Atlanta should go in and take care of business in this game. Uh, I'm looking at Clint Capella rebounding props in this game. Um, again, OKC's front court. We, I've been fading them all season long. Um, currently seeing Clint Capella 13 and a half rebounds. We won't be surprised if he gets into that 15 range. The blowout potential is there where they may not play in the fourth quarter. But I think Capella is a guy that can you know get those rebounds as well. Um, yeah, I agree with you about the Atlanta Hawks here. Uh, just take the point or, uh, you know, lay the points here and, and don't look back because this OKC Thunder team has pretty much melded in for the rest of the season here. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's get over to the next game. Uh, three games left on the schedule here. We have the Memphis Grizzlies headed into San Antonio to take on the Spurs where the Memphis Grizzlies opened up as a six and a half point favorite. That number is now at minus five and a half. Uh, total opened up at 231. That number is up to 234 in this game. Uh, checking the injury report for both of the squads um, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. is questionable. We know John Moran is going to be out probably for the rest of the season. For the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Doug McBuckets is out for this game, and Lonnie Walker the fourth is probable. Uh, upgraded to probable for this game for the San Antonio Spurs. Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. We have minus, uh, let's call it minus five and a half for the Memphis Grizzlies in San Antonio tonight. Oh, man. If there was ever a spot that Memphis could get caught sleeping, it is definitely this one right here. Definitely this one right here. So they clinched a playoff berth. They're 100%. Mm-hmm. At this point, we know that they're 100% in the playoffs. But the Spurs, the Spurs see, they see blood in the water. 
they look over at the West Coast and they see that team in L.A. And not the one that, you know, every, nobody sees. We're, we're not talking about them. We're not talking about the one nobody sees. We're talking about the one everybody has their eyes on. They're looking across the water and see blood in the water for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they know that while they are tied for this game, right, like they're tied for the 10th seed right now, mm-hmm. and they have the tiebreaker, that a couple of wins will put this put them submitly into the play-in conversation because they have two games against the Trailblazers coming up. And the Lakers have a what? An incredibly hard schedule? I don't even remember what it is, but I know the Lakers had one of the toughest schedules to finish the year. Yeah, it's so, uh, very tough. So there is blood in the water for the Spurs. And Pop, I know Pop is feeding into like, guys, we have to go out there. We like we have to go secure these wins. Call this gut handicapping, but I'm on the Spurs tonight, man. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Spurs tonight, man. This it just seems like whether they come out and they probably do come out maybe with a loss, a three point, four point loss, something like that. Okay. But you gotta you there's no way, even if it even if it's Memphis and Memphis is in the division. This is a spot that 100% a spot on the road that Memphis can absolutely be caught sleeping at the wheel. They have been destroying teams lately. I'm saying, and I may regret this. I may 100% regret this. This is 100% gut handicapping on my part. I really, because Memphis is destroying teams. But this also goes to what I was talking about for the Cavs, but this is even on a much, much larger scale. Because this line should be way more than five and a half. This line should be way more than five and a half. <laughs> Memphis is literally going out here beating playoff teams by 30. They are yeah. going out there beating playoff teams by 20, 30 points. So this is you're not going to tell me that somebody just sat there and watched this line and said that it should be at five and a half, no matter where the money is going. That, oh, yeah, we're just going to drop this to five and a half. Absolutely not. Give me San Antonio here. It, oh. it just feels it feels right. I'm telling you. There's no way they're disrespecting disrespecting Memphis this much to just make them five and a half point favors against the Spurs. Somebody somewhere knows something, and I'm not going to be caught slipping. Give me the Spurs plus five and a half. Yeah, I'm just going to go the other way. I'm this <laughs> this is not a train that I want to get in front of right now of the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, this is the fourth matchup. Uh, maybe it's you know they're in the locker room for the Spurs. I kind of see what you're saying that hey. They've killed us all three times uh, this season, and they've the the Memphis Grizzlies have scored exactly 118 points in all three games so far against the Spurs. They've won uh, twice, 118, 105 by 13 points, and then uh, they won in San Antonio, 118, 110 uh, back on January 26th uh, this year. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna take Memphis. I'm gonna close my eyes and pick Memphis. I, I, this is a train that I just don't want to get in front of right now. Right now, Memphis over the last five games, uh, number one in defensive rating uh, over the yeah like last five games, and also offensive rating they are number three. Net rating they are number one in the league. Uh, San Antonio they've been respectable. They're up to let's see here number ten. Uh, but again, I, this this Memphis team is just playing on a whole other level right now. So. 
I am going to just take Memphis, close my eyes, and just lay the points here with Memphis in San Antonio here tonight. Uh, Terrell feels differently, so maybe you might want to still listen to him. His gut is uh, a lot more correct than mine is sometimes. Um, thoughts on the total here, Terrell, of uh, 234? I mean, what did we say? We just bet the over when we yeah. play the Spurs at home? Yeah, just let's just continue to bet the over with the Spurs at home. I mean, I don't think that Memphis is going to fold offensively. As you just said, they've scored 118 every single time they played this team. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to fold offensively, but I do think that the Spurs in this game are going to find ways to keep up, especially if Lonnie Walker can come back and Lonnie Walker can have an, an impact and help spread the floor for the San Antonio Spurs, then – there's 100% a real possibility where they can absolutely keep up with the Memphis Grizzlies. And so I'll bet over. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, we have the New Orleans Pelicans headed to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. This number opened up minus 10 for the uh, Pelicans. That number is all the way up to minus 15 for the Pelicans. Um Solo opened up at 228. That number has come down to 225 and a half. Check the injury report for both of these teams for the Pelicans. Um, not much there. Larry Nance Jr. is probable. Jonas Valanciunas is questionable in this game, and we already know about Zion. Um, and then we know the guys that are uh, in this lineup for the Portland Trail Bridges. Greg Brown the third is probable, and then that is pretty much it uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. So let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus 14 for the Pelicans in Portland tonight. I'm not laying 14 points with the Pelicans. <laughs> I'm not laying 14 points on the road with the Pelicans. Absolutely not. Abs- I don't care. I don't care how shitty this fucking Portland team is. I'm not laying 14 on the road with the Pelicans. Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, that is way too, that's way too many points to lay on the road with the Pelicans. Especially they just lost to the Magic not too long ago where the Magic are absolutely 100% better than the Portland. Portland is the worst team in basketball right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't think that the Pelicans play a a good enough defense to sit here and tell me that the – the amount of rejects that are playing basketball for the trailblazers. And that's a nice word, but the amount of rejects that are playing in basketball for the trailblazers right now, that is not, they're not playing good enough defense for me to think that they're going to hold this team under a hundred points confidently. And so if I think they're getting to a hundred, do I think they're covering 14? Yes. This may be disgusting to watch, but no, I'm not. I'm not in principle. I'm not laying 14 points on the road with, uh, with the Pelicans. Give me Portland plus 14. Yeah, I don't have much on this game. I mean, if I force lean, not betting this game, so don't take anything away. I'd probably just lay the 14 with uh, Pelicans, but um, I don't have much of a handicap for this game. This is probably the ugliest game of the night after the Orlando and Washington game. But um, you know if. Brandon Ingram or CJ were sitting in this game. I'll probably think about Portland, but it kind of makes me nervous that the Rockets went into Portland and they took care of business against them. Um, they won that. The Rockets won both those games back to back by 17 and I believe, yeah, 19. So, and the, the Pelicans right now are definitely a better team than the Rockets. Um, 
So I, I probably just lean with the Pelicans. Not going to be betting it, so don't put your money on this game uh, on a 14-point uh, road favorite here in Portland. All right, Terrell. Uh, no, I like uh, CJ. I like CJ to have a game. Okay, so my I do bad. actually like CJ. Yeah, okay. I like CJ to have a game. Oh, yeah, CJ, CJ back have... in Portland here tonight. Yeah, I 100% like CJ to have a game. I think CJ will have a game. I just think that there are players for the, the Trailblazers that can also go up there like Brandon Williams. I think Brandon Williams can can score the basketball. Brandon Williams can score the basketball. I think that yeah. he has a good opportunity to go out there and be able to put points on the board for the Pelicans as well. Uh, Eubanks, depending, we'll see what happens with Jonas on the inside. But even if Jonas plays, he's really not known for defense at all. So right. Eubanks could have another good one. He had 27 in that game the other day. I told Scott, I was like, hey, man, there's going to be a random-ass Chris Dunn game. Like, that <laughs> random – there's going to be a random-ass Chris Dunn game. We were very close to getting it because he was five for seven last game. But mm-hmm. he's he's been – quietly, he's been efficient with the little bit of time that he's gotten. He's gone five for seven, three for six, three for five, four for nine. Yeah. Uh, one for eight in one game, then five for seven, like mm-hmm. two for four, six for nine. There's going to be a Chris Dunn game before this season is over. <laughs> I am telling you. And don't let me find a book that is going to let me get ahead of it because I absolutely will. At some point before we're done, we are going to have a Chris Dunn game. <laughs> this is true DJ so, stuff. Yeah, absolutely true <laughs> DJs. Absolutely true DJs. And you know what? I think I could sprinkle. They have, what, seven games left? I think I could sprinkle on every game towards the end and still make money for whenever that Chris Dunn – because that has to be crazy odds. I can't even think of the amount of odds that you would get for sitting here and saying Chris Dunn is going to go out there and go off. But at some point, he's going to go – they're going to give him just a green light, and he's going to go crazy. Uh, yeah, this is the first game. I, I really like Greg Brown. Greg Brown. I like yeah. Greg Brown on the inside as well. I think that he'll be a really good piece off the bench. So, I, ultimately, I think there are, there are enough pieces on Portland for them to get some type of offense going and just keep this one close. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, I was just going to mention that this is the first game back for CJ uh, in Portland since the trade over to the Pelicans. So, um Definitely will be a good game for CJ here. Um, definitely expecting the tributes and all that good stuff for CJ McCollum here tonight against the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Last game of the night, Terrell. Uh, we have the Phoenix Suns headed to California to take on the Golden State Warriors, where the Phoenix Suns opened as a six and a half point favorite. That number has actually come down to minus four and a half. Starting to see some minus fours pop up. Total opened up at 224 and a half. That number has come down to 222 and a half. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Only we know about Steph Curry. He's going to be out probably another week. Um, and James Wiseman is going to uh, – there is uh, news that he may come back, but they he has some type of setback. He's going to be out um, also for the rest of the season. For the Phoenix Suns, uh, pretty clean injury report. Only name that is doubtful for tonight is Cam Johnson. He's dealing with a right knee stress reaction – no, sorry, a right quad contusion for the Phoenix Suns. But let's start with the side here, Terrell. Let's say minus four and a half for the Phoenix Suns in Golden State, San Francisco tonight, taking on the Warriors. Oh, man. I don't know what they know Clay is about to do to the Spur- to the Suns tonight. I have no idea how they know that Clay is going to do something in- incredibly outrageous to them tonight. 
But Clay is about to go out there and do something cr- incredibly outrageous tonight. Outrageous. Because there's no way this line ticks down at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This line should actually be closer to 10. I have no idea what Clay has in store for them. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's Clay. If it's somebody else, then I mean testament to them. I'm almost positive Clay is the reason why this line is ticking down because somebody got the word out that Clay is going for 60. Because that's what it's going to take for them to win this game or even be close at this point. Because the Warriors are playing are so bad. They're playing such bad basketball. Mm-hmm. They've lost how many straight? Uh, Golden State has now lost. Let's see. Well, they've lost six out of their last seven. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's uh, bad. So, yeah, yeah. They got that one get that win against the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And you're telling me this line is four and a half? No fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. I do not believe it, yo. Is no way. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. This is because the, this line should not be there. This yeah, should, this is this should not night. be there. Yeah, this is the fishy line of the night. And they're and fuck it. I'm going for it. I'm a hundred percent going for it. Give me the Warriors plus four and a half. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. And it, the funny thing is, the public is just eating all up. I'm seeing ninety four percent of the money on the Suns right now. Ninety four percent of money on the Suns right now. A little bit of sharp money coming in as we speak on Golden State. And just yeah, fuck that. I I I can't even imagine, can't even imagine, fathom to under to explain why or what in the world would make this. This is the reverse line movement of the fucking century. <laughs> because Golden State has been so terrible. They have yeah. been absolutely disgusting. And I can only say that this I the the reasoning for them winning this game is because my gosh dallas is one game back of the three seed Mm -hmm. yeah you're right so i have no clay i have no idea what you have in store for these guys but i'm just gonna go ahead and take a wild guess that is you it could be somebody else it really could i'm not disrespecting the rest of the team Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take a wild guess and say that it's you and that you are the reason that this line is dropping because they know that you are about to go nuclear against the number one team in the NBA, which would be only right for you. So fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Give me, give me the Warriors here and give me Clay all the way up on his points as far as I can take it. Yeah, uh, this is the fourth matchup between these two squads. Golden State has actually won two out of the three games against the Phoenix Suns this season, and all three games have been without uh, Clay Thompson. So maybe Clay Thompson has something up his sleeve for the. Uh, he is about. I just feel like he's about to go nuclear. Like, like this is going tonight. to be. Yes, man. I'm talking about. Oh man, because why is this line dropping? Yeah. There's nothing. You have to tell me. You have to tell me the only way this line is dropping is because Clay Thompson. The only way I, this is literally Steph line movement. Yeah. This is line movement that says, oh, yeah, Steph is coming back and he's playing in this game. That is Steph line movement. This, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Clay Thompson is going to go, oh, man. And you're telling me I can get 35 plus at plus at 10 to 1 odds? 
come on, come on, come on. I'm not wow. going to disagree. Yeah, this is the fishiest line of the night. I think this is more fishy to me than the one that we talked about earlier between uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, um, you know, I think this is a. I don't have an explanation because everything points for you to take Phoenix Suns because of the way it's just been dominating opponents. I mean, they've been dropping 120 at ease every single game. Um, have the Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go the other way. Like you mentioned, all the public money is on the Phoenix Suns, so I'll, I'm gonna agree with you. Let's take the uh, Golden State Warriors here tonight. Um, I was trying to just look at the points prop that you were talking, and right now Clay is listed at 22 and a half. Jordan Poole is actually lifted at 24 and a half um, for the uh, Golden State Warriors here tonight. And Chris Paul, for whatever reason, has kind of struggled against the uh, Golden State Warriors team. So, I mean, if they're able to maybe contain Chris Paul here a little bit and give a somewhat of a challenge to Devin Booker, yeah, I think Golden State could probably pull out this victory tonight. But, yeah, let's take the plus four and a half uh, with the Golden State Warriors here tonight against the Phoenix Suns on their home floor. That crowd is going to be rowdy for sure, no doubt. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Mine, oh, sorry, not minus. Uh, total of 222 and a half. Whew, I'm just still on an emotional high because, <laughs> wow, that line is incredible. Give me the over because a line like this only I only requires me to bet the over. It feels like everybody's kind of leaning towards under, and I just can't trust anything with this game. I, I just don't trust anything that I thought I knew about this game with this game. So I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to pull up the number for the Golden State Warriors' team total here tonight. 109 and a half. Uh, they, they can get over that number. Uh, yeah, I'll dig in a little more if I do like this. I'll probably post it on my Twitter, but I would lean towards the uh, over as well. Maybe Golden State Warriors' team total. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? Are you down from your emotional high? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right, I'm going to take one last break. Let's collect ourselves here. We'll come back. We'll get into our picks, and then we'll wrap it up uh, for this 11-game schedule here in the NBA. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sports. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. That's right, $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The final four is set, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, prop swappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Patrick from New York, 
who sold a 1,035 to 1 Houston Championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap before their Elite Eight game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and a red hot ticket red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit match up to $500 only when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit. So again, a first deposit cash match, use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports better on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break here, let's get into our picks for the night. Uh, I will lead it off here, Terrell, for my lock. Um, Let's see here. I think I'm just going to lay this number. I know it's a big number on the road, but give me the Atlanta Hawks, man. Minus 12 and a half against this OKC Thunder team. Um, OKC's pretty much melded in. This is a big game for the Hawks. They know what they have in front of them in the Eastern Conference standings. They were a 13-point favorite earlier this season at home with Josh Giddy with Luke Dort, and now they don't have those guys. Um, look for Trey Young to go out and do his thing here tonight. I'll take the Hawks minus 12 and a half uh, against the OKC Thunder. For my dog, a um, couple of dogs that I do like here. Um... I feel like you're going to take Miami. Um, I'll go with Warriors. I do like Miami as well as my dog, but I'm going to go Warriors here tonight. Let's go plus four and a half, plus 155 on the money line here. Um, for the Warriors hosting the Phoenix Suns here tonight, that line is very, very fishy. So I'm going to take the Warriors uh, plus 155, plus four and a half on the spread, Terrell. Okay. For my luck, I will take the Heat plus five. I think that regardless, it's going to be a close game. Even though I like the Heat's chances to win, of course, I'm sprinkling on Moylan. I will take the Heat plus five for my lock. Yeah, I love that. For my dog. What do I like more? You're keen on Minnesota. I'll take. So I'll take. Number. Yeah, I, I do. And, and the Cavs is a small number two, but yeah, That's I'll just. Cool. I'll take the. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna take the Cavs. Uh fuck, 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 fuck. Give me the Rockets. Yeah, oh. give me the Rockets. Fuck it. Give me the Rockets plus three. And one plus one twenty on the money line. Yeah, I'll take the Rockets money line plus one twenty. Get a little bit of more, a little bit more juice there. I like the Rockets. I think that they have the better young group than the Kings. There's a little bit more experience on that Kings side, but I, I'm just going to trust Jalen Green and trust Jalen Green to go nuclear for me. So Rockets win the first game, then they drop the second. All right, so let's recap the picks uh, for my lock. I'm taking the Hawks minus twelve and a half against the OKC Thunder. And Warriors plus four and a half, plus 140 on the money line. 
Um, and then for Terrell, his lock tonight is Heat plus five. Also sprinkle on that money line as well for his lock. And then for his dog, Rockets plus 130, plus two and a half, plus three, depending on your book against the Sacramento Kings on their home floor tonight. Um, as his dog, that is going to do it for the schedule here tonight. Terrell, the 11-game schedule. Got some great games here tonight. Miami and Boston definitely going to be on the screen for sure. Uh, the last game of the night, Phoenix and uh, Golden State, that's going to be a doozy as well. But anything Clay. else? Let me go ahead. Clay. Clay, yes. Build a ladder. Right, Terrell? Yeah, build a ladder. All right. All right. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Propcast, uh, we are not going to have one today, but I'm going to start dropping my player props on my Twitter account. But Propcast will be back tomorrow and on um, Friday as well. So for definitely look out for that. Uh, Terrell, anything else, man, before we get out of here and let the people know where they can find you, brother? At really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. You guys know nothing else for the people, man. I'm I'm glad that I don't have to end the show anymore because I was struggling trying to figure out how to end the show. So <laughs> it's it's back over to you, good sir. All right. Yeah, good luck with your bets tonight, guys. Uh, let's cash some tickets. Let's hit some bets. Let's make some money on these player props. Clay Thompson, if you drop 50 tonight, I am going to personally buy Terrell a Clay Thompson jersey here tonight. So I'll put that out there. Good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it.